<laughs> it's Kevin the third. And it's Tony Kevin's Bigs TV podcast. Have fun. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest with us. Oh, we got a, we got a guest? How do we get a we guest? Do. Huh? How do we get a guest? I know people. Oh, you know people? Yeah. Well, it's weird because we're having this, you know, podcast and I really don't see you. I'm looking at a blank chair across from me. This is crazy. <laughs> so this is like a whole new world for us, man. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, man. Yeah. So uh, who is so this guest? Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Coach Paul Capuzzo. Woo! Thanks for having me, guys. Now, uh, those of you at home are probably thinking, who the fuck is Paul Capuzzo? <laughs> I've heard that a few times. <laughs> uh, if th- those of you that have uh, listened to the show, all right, um, I've mentioned Paul a few times, um, and he is my coach. He's my wife's coach uh, and coaches us with um, – my wife does the tri- uh, triathlete. You know, she does all the different uh, – the running, the swimming, the biking – all that, and he helps her with that, and he's been helping me not be such a fat fuck. All right, and, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say this guy must be the best coach on earth <laughs> to get you to get you to go out and run. <laughs> that is, he's got, I, like, hands down, I'm sold. All right, so whatever else we talk about, just remember this, folks. Kevin is going out running. <laughs> I'm sold. All right, so you, you can say whatever, and I, I'm sold. So anyway, I, I have had to bribe him, uh, and we can detail the bribes if need be. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Did you do the uh, the the stick on the top of the head with like the candy in front of it so he runs faster? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> That's next. Oh, there was candy at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. So Paul is uh, Paul is my coach. He's my wife's coach, um, and um, he's. He does does a great job, and so let's let's talk to Paul. Um, so, Paul, tell us about yourself. Tell us about um, you know growing up, and and you know what it was like, and you know where you're from, and what your background is, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So, um, born and raised in New Jersey, I grew up in Emerson. Um, I ran in high school, um, and running was kind of the first thing that I was really good at. Um, so, you know, I ran sophomore, junior, senior year. I, luckily, I got um, some money to go to college. So I went to St. Peter's College on a full um, academic and athletic scholarship. And I ran there for four years. Where my old man went. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, re- I had a great time there. It was different from Emerson, but I, I learned a lot and grew a lot. And uh, I really enjoyed myself there. My coach was great. Um, so were you uh, were, were you a three season athlete when you uh, when it came to track and field? Yeah, I I ran year round in high school for three years. Um, my senior year, weirdly, our school dropped the indoor track program, so I just kind of diddled around. Yeah. But then I ran in the spring, and then when I got to St. Peter's, I ran four years in a row, three seasons a year. Um, that was a really great experience. And then after I graduated college, I was kind of messing around. I was playing in a band. I wasn't really training that much. But um, hold on, you were in a band, yeah, yeah. So you got something in common with John. Oh, (laughs) I ran too, motherfucker. Don't, don't go, don't go there. 
I have my what? experience in running. I ran. Uh, I ran okay. track. Well, you know, don't don't forget that, man. I ran track too. Why don't why don't why does that like slip my mind? I don't know because that's what we did in the off season. Our head football coach was a track coach, so we had no choice. Yeah, that's so. That's um, I remember you wrestling, but I don't remember wrestling was only my senior year because that's the year we got the team. After that, I did track since I was a freshman. Why? Why didn't I never go to your track? Why meet? would you? Why would you <laughs> <laughs> support you? Nah, you don't need to do that. It's it's not the same thing. It's not like football game or anything like that. Um, so, so Paul, what events did you, uh, do? Um, obviously you did a cross country, right? Yeah, I was a cross country guy and I ran like, you know, 800 mile, two mile. Um, and, um, I set the Emerson high school school record in the 800. It lasted for 19 years. Wow. Oh shit. Um, and I, when I was at St. Peter's, I set a couple of records there in the 1500 and the indoor thousand meter. Those got broken pretty quickly, but I, I had them when I left. Um, and in the late 90s, I was teaching at Rutherford High School, and that's when I started coaching. Um, I coached some really good runners there, um, some guys that I'm still friends with to this day. What and years then, were you uh, coaching at Rutherford again? I was there from – let me make sure I get this right – the fall of 97 – Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a little. We know a we know a guy from from Rutherford, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. A coach? No, we we uh, used to practice. We used to practice at at um Rutherford's at, field. That's field when it, when, there, it, yeah. when it was the old Cinder tracks. Yep. Oh yeah. And, right and uh, us and Rutherford used to share that for practices. So it was like yeah. I was I was just saying if you were there, but I was already in college when that went. I I remember that track because I was coaching some of the boys and I was coaching girls track there for a couple years. Um, and then I started teaching at Old Japan in 2000. And from 2000 until 2013, I was coaching at least one season, sometimes all three seasons. Um, and I would say the, the biggest, you know, coaching commitment, I coached the boys cross country team there from 2001 to 2013. Oh, wow. That's a long stretch. It was really great. We had a lot of success. I, I coached a lot of great kids. We had, the program was good. We won a couple of state sectional titles. And I just, you know, it was just really, I, I just really loved coaching. I trained with the kids, you know, so there was no BS. I didn't, I, I wasn't like one of those, you know, fat old coaches who sat yeah. there with a stopwatch, ah, go run five miles. And you sit there on his fat caboose drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's one of the things I think that, that, that has carried over for me as a coach. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like to try to lead by example. I like the fact that my athletes know that I'm working as hard as they are, you know, and I'm out there racing with them. I, I think I think that's important because you know, if you're just telling people what to do, they're like, you know, what the hell does this guy know? Like, so if you can speak from experience and lead by example, I think those are those are two important things. Yeah, well that that's where I that's where I met you when you you've been you were doing a few um, different races that the same ones that my wife was doing. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I met you there, you know, cheered you on a couple of times. <laughs> met you at the finish line. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, and then even just a couple of weeks ago, before all this shit went down, mm-hmm. um, you were running with me. That's right. You know, in the morning. Yep. Um, 
I like to try to, you know, you know, meet with all the athletes I coach, just check in, you have coffee or go for a run or go for a swim or go for a ride. Now it's a little harder. <laughs> um, we're trying to do more virtual stuff now to keep everybody in touch. Um, but yeah, I, I love going for runs and rides and swims with everybody that I coach just I mean, not just socially, but, you know, just work on technique or just check in and see how the training is going. Is it working for you? Is it not working for you? That's important, you know? So, so basically, um, what, what it is you're doing, this seems like a very interesting thing. And, and I don't know if a lot of people really do this or have cashed in on this, but, um, you know, you've been coaching in the high schools. Obviously, you got compensated for that. But right. now you're on the, like, off times or, or maybe afterwards – you're coaching adults. Yeah. Right. So, so this is kind of like where this is like something I haven't, you know, really, you know, uh, I, I haven't really heard of anybody doing this where it seems like a great idea because there's a lot of people and there's a wide range of people that you're probably dealing mm -hmm. with. You're probably dealing with people that ran track in high school or have a running experience or athletic experience, but then you're also dealing with people that have zero experience in any type right. of, you know, um, um, athletic, you know, stuff or anything like that, you know, yeah. cause I know, I know Kevin himself, he played football, but he was not a 5k runner, right? You know, he, he was not a, a, an endurance athlete. He did his running basically for football and football only. Yeah. Right. You know, we, and, and, and whenever now, we got in trouble and what, <laughs> and whenever we got in trouble in practice, <laughs> no, that, yeah, but that's it, <laughs> but that's it. But, but it, it's, this is like a, a really cool, like, you know, thing you're doing because now, now you're opening the doors of basically like, you know, experienced track coach, college runner, all that stuff to average people yeah. who, you know, um, may not have had this type of coaching and now they want to do it because yeah. they're older now. And I, I was like, you know what? I have this desire to, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. And this is like a, a, almost like a, a, a kick in the ass in a way too. Well, you know, you just mentioned like, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't know how to do it like people who haven't ever been coached before you might not necessarily know like what kind of training should i be doing right now and i think that's magnified with triathlon because now you're balancing three different sports plus apparently you're supposed to be doing strength training there, there's like all these layers and there's only seven days in a week how am i supposed to train for three different sports you know and and get all the different types of workouts in um so people need guidance on that. You know, I, I, I started doing triathlons in 2003 and I, I don't like think I've you, done You I've, personally started to do them or you started training people to do them? I personally started doing triathlons in 2003. Okay. Um, and you know, the triathlon community is, is pretty cool. Everybody's always sharing ideas, but I don't, I was going to say, I don't think I ever did the same thing, you know, more than, a year or two in a row there's always like hey maybe i should try this oh hey i heard this guy tried that that works for him and you're there's like this constant search to you know what's the perfect way to fit all these puzzle pieces in so that i can get all the all the workouts i need to get in in a week you know while still getting some easy days it's it's like it's like a puzzle with a hundred solutions and no solution you know well, um, i think I, th I think a lot of that comes down to the person themselves yes you know if they're if, if they're a stronger runner you might want to focus more on the swimming or the biking, or if they're a stronger biker, focus on the other. So I think it's yep. almost like, and once again, this is like, it's, it's great that you're able to do this because now it's like individual 
coaching, and once again, it's if you've coached anybody in the past, and as you probably have, you'll know that all kids can't do the same workout sometimes. Yep. You know, you might have to tear somebody or, or, or uh, put them in a different group where you could handle an eight-mile run, but you can't. You could can only handle a five. Right. You know, you're not going to be – you know, you have to work on your swimming, you know, or, or you know, you know what I'm talking about. So it's kind of like there's yeah. a lot of different, like, uh, things that go into that as well. Now, I'm, right now I'm coaching about 15 people, most of whom are triathletes, but there's different ability levels. There's different – race distances that people are training for there's different strengths like you said everybody's different you know I, I i tell this story a lot when i was in college i was working at a running camp over the summers with a bunch of like it was like a camp for high school kids and then the college kids would come and they'd be the counselors mm-hmm. so we would get together before the the camp every year and we would plan out like you know the the workouts for all the different groups like the slow group the fast group and I was working with this one guy who was this insanely fast runner. He eventually, I want to say, if he didn't run a sub four mile in college, he was awfully close. He was crazy fast. Yeah. Um, and, and we were talking about the training for the top group of high school kids. I was like, okay, so their long run is going to be, you know, nine miles, 10 miles. And he goes, I don't run that long. And I was like, what? He was like, I don't run. I never run that long. I'm like, dude, you ran like, I, I'm pretty sure he ran like a 4.10 or a 4.11 mile in the high that's school. Fast. That, that's, that's fast. That's how, I mean, he was insanely that's fast. fast. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You don't run t- 10 miles. He's like, I've, I never run more than five or six miles. And I was like, what? The difference was he would run those five or six miles at like, you know, like, 5.45 pace or something. Like, but like yeah, yeah, said, yeah. everybody has different stuff that works for them. And I think one of the reasons why my you know i I've, I've built a nice little group of people is i think i'm i'm serving a, a particular demographic like in the triathlon community there's like the hardcore iron man people who are you know it's all about the iron man and they and they have a lot of disposable income and they're willing to pay a few hundred dollars a month to make it happen that's not really the demographic I'm serving. And I love that. I'm, I'm more of like beginner to intermediate people who are experienced, but they don't really know, like we were talking about earlier, like where do I do, how, where am I supposed to put two swims, three rides and five runs in a six day span and still get a day off? How do I solve that puzzle? Yeah. All right. You know? So, you know, I, I'm serving a, a, a different demographic that you know and and also the people that i serve like look at kevin and jennifer they got three kids they they want to train and they want to you know achieve their maximum potential but they want to do that without hating each other because they're blowing each other off for workouts or screwing the kids over and not getting the like it's it's that's the type of person that i'm working most with like i'm training two people right now for their first ironman they're both parents of two kids like they're not going to blow off their family obligations if they can train 25 hours a week that's not what it's about for them right so it's like that's another piece of the puzzle how do you accommodate all the workouts they need plus you know they, they call them like the non-negotiables of marriage job family like that's there's a lot of variables in play you know so if, if you can have somebody who has ideas on how you might be able to make it work I guess that's where I come in, you know, and, and, like and said, that, it's different for everybody. 
It's and that's real interesting. Like I said, because you're you're dealing with mainly, you know, ama- like not. I don't want to say amateurs. I'm. I want to say like um, inexperienced athletes. You yeah. know, in, in what you're used to. So everybody, like it just seems like of these 15 people, every single one of them is going to be totally different. Yes. You know, totally different. And, and that, that's what makes it a little challenging because then you really got to run the numbers. You really got to run the mile times. Yeah. You know, you really got to see where they're at, you know, and that, that's like, you know, once again, that, that's something that's, you know, worth somebody to sit there and do or, mm-hmm. or to, to, to uh, calculate or to get, you know, all the stuff done because it's like, you know, it's not like a, a group of high school athletes, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, they're, they're basically get to do it for free. You're, you're, you know, charging people and, and, you know, they're paying you for this. And I think it's, I think it's kind of cool how yeah. like, how like you could do this and have, you know, people, you know, pe- people are going to, you know, excel and you're going to see differences and you're going to see progress and, you know, but they have to be honest with you too. That's the other yeah. thing. Did you get your running? Uh, yeah, yeah, I ran today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those deals. Well, so I, I'm I look at um, I look at everybody's data every day. I almost I kind of regret getting into that habit, but <laughs> I have a, I have a reminder I have a reminder on my phone that goes off at 7 p.m. every night that says check training beats, and I go through everybody's workouts and I make sure. Yeah, we've all got. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we all we all have the the app. Yeah. And it record it records from our from our Garmin watch or whatever kind of you know, and it um it records what we've done. Mm-hmm. So he has a so he has like a schedule like all right you're supposed to run this on this day or whatever, and it'll say if you're compliant or or if you're not. Oh, so you go through the watches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's watch, really good. The watch syncs up to the app, and then he yeah. gets the data from the app. And I'll see oh, time. Yep, I'll see time, distance, heart rate, yeah. pace, you know, whether it was what I planned or more or less. Yeah, um, he says, you know, we run, run for, you know, two miles at, you know, 11-minute pace, 12-minute pace, whatever. You know, if, if you run two miles, you know, at a 15-minute pace, yeah, he's going to realize. Yeah, and it's – like it's tons of tons of data on my end, which, you know, informs so many things. Like, for example, the like I said, the, I'm I'm coaching two people right now who are going to do hopefully their first Ironman later this year. And Ironman is a game of patience. It's basically like the way I describe it is, at no point during an Ironman are you going 100 percent. No point, unless you're completely insane. You're going to sabotage your own race. Yeah. What, what you will be doing is you'll be spending the whole day going about 70%. You're just going to stay at that level. So I want to know from a coach's perspective, when you are putting out that 70% of your effort, where's your heart rate? Where's the power on the bike? Are we in a sustainable zone? Like that's when I get that data that, you know, dumps into this app, it's called training peaks. It, it's my job as the coach to, to stare at that and and learn from it and discuss it with the athlete to make sure that you know like for example last fall kevin was working well was training for a 5k and he ended up doing great you know but i remember yeah i remember that he did a great job at that he really did he really did and you know so i'm looking at his hard days and training peaks and i'm saying okay is his heart rate 170 which is high but sustainable 
or is it 195, which means I better go get the goddamn defibrillator. That's important. Like, am I, am I, am I telling this guy to go run a pace where he's going to freaking drop dead two miles of the race? Because I kind of don't want to do that as a coach or a person like, you know, so, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm very data oriented as a coach and it's, it's really great. I love that just, out that stuff. Is, is this something you could do like live during a race? Like, is this something that you could do, like, like through the watches or through the uh, app or anything like that? Is that something? Because like, it almost seemed like you could do it. Like, is that possible? You could. It, Kevin, if Kevin were running a five k, he would have to broadcast it through the Garmin app, mm-hmm. and he, he would have to run with his phone. And yeah. then I'd be getting, I'd be getting real time stuff. Okay. But usually, you know, you just time it on your watch, and then at the end of the race, it'll send all the information. Oh, you evaluate it. All right. Yep. And I'll see pace, I'll see heart rate, I'll see, did you, did you go out too fast and your heart rate was too damn high? And then that, you know. So. Well, I'm sure everybody that does an Ironman, you have a plan saying, uh, what, what, like, what's the first event in the Ironman? Is it running, biking, or swimming? Swimming, swimming. Right? Yeah. yeah, so so once again, I'm sure everybody that you've coached, you give them the time that you think they could go. And if they know yeah. they're behind, then they know they might have to pick it up in the second event. So I'm yeah. sure there's a plan for oh, every, yeah. every race that, you know, once they, you know, um, complete the first stage or the second stage, whether they're ahead or behind, lets yep. them know what they're capable of doing. Yep. And, and those are all paces that you learn through the training. Your body <laughs> ideally will kind of gravitate towards that effort level. You know, like, okay, this is where I need to be. Um, and you have to be patient and you have to pay attention to heart rate and watts and make sure that you're not it, listen, it's better to underdo it early. Like one of the biggest messages I'm going to send to my Ironman athletes is like in that first hour on the bike, you need to just let all them stupid mother efforts by have let them zip past you. See in two hours because they're going to come back. Like people have a tendency to overcook it early and you, and you will never recover. You need to lay back and be patient, you know? So it's oh, but like I said, those are paces, those are effort levels that you learn during the training. I remember when you, I, I remember when you said that to me for my for my five k, when you were like, you know, just 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 hang back, you know, stay at the same pace that you're gonna do, and that's what I that's what I did. I stayed that that same pace that whole time, and then you were like, at the end, you're gonna you're gonna start picking people off at the mm-hmm. end, and that's what I did, and yeah. I was I was like, holy shit, it's it's down to the down to the t exactly what what paul said when i it's the, as, I, the as I got closer i saw i saw i i saw me passing people yep the, the classic blunder in a 5k is you go out you go out too hard in the first half mile or a mile and by the time you recover the race is over yeah that's it you didn't have a chance you know what i mean because you're 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 not going to slow down during a 5k to the point that you could possibly recover you're just going to feel awful for the whole race right, yeah you know? <laughs> so. I, I ran one five k, like extremely hungover, <laughs> and and like real. It was a bad. I had I had two goals, one actually three goals. One not to stop. This one I was overweight too when I was real fat. One not to stop. Two, to finish under thirty minutes, and the three is beat to beat like the one guy that I was running with, and I accomplished all three. <laughs> so I was like. And I was really, really hungover, you know. So it was like, and, and granted, my time was like it was like, uh, what was it, twenty nine thirty? I just made it, 
Mm. You know, but like now I, I like now I could probably crush a five K, but like it's just like it's one of those things where it's like like I had to do it, you know. <laughs> There's this I don't know. No, I had to share my five K story. I feel <laughs> I feel like I feel like in the past ten years the there's been this like explosion mm-hmm. of five Ks, you know, triathlons, you know, and yeah, but- and if and I feel like people like me are doing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it, it, it seemed more and more that way. Like when I you know when I was younger and and you know I saw a race like and watching a marathon on TV and stuff like that, it was people who ran marathon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch TV and see me run across. I saw. You know. So wh- what do you think it is that is no, number one? Have you seen it? And number two, do you think what? What do you think the the reason for that is? That's interesting. Like you know, there's definitely more people racing. The, the I think like the tough mudders and the Spartan races they came yeah. into prominence. Um, the color runs were yeah, really big on just get it's people it's it's almost like you're kind of racing but you're not really racing you're also kind of partying which, yeah goofing off and stuff you know that's so maybe like the, just the fact that it wasn't quite as intense drew some more people in but no there's definitely been a huge surge in the number of people running races like people running half marathons which you know i don't know why that distance has gained such popularity but you know I think people, like, got the word people like putting the stickers on the back <laughs> of their cars and yeah hey man that's great you know I, I i don't think it's i don't think it's really anything new you know i think it's just something that like you are new to and i think it's something that you're into now but i think they've always been there you know because like, i used to, I, where i used to work where i used to work when i was in, lived in lived in ohio i used to run not run 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 I used to like, you know, uh, set up at least uh-uh. four or five Ks a year. Hmm. You know, every season there was a five K. So, so it was something like, you know, something that I was always like knew about, you know, but I, th- I think the fact, I think they were always there, but I think the fact that you're searching them out now and looking for them, I think it's a little bit more of a, you know, um, but, but once again, I do think it, 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 it is a bit more of a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, what, but they were always there. Is- I know they were always there, but what I'm saying is that like all of a sudden, like everybody on Facebook is posting pictures of the race that they did or, you know, the color run or, you know, the tough mutters and all that stuff. Like I never saw that before. And then all of a sudden in the past, like five, 10 years, it's like, it's like everybody. Marathon. Yeah numbers are way up i think maybe a, a, a lot of it also has to do with charities a lot of people like to you know hey i'm running the new york city marathon to raise money for such and such a charity which is great yeah but now trying to get into a lot of these big time races it's like you i mean you literally have to enter a lottery yeah. i guess that's a good problem to have you know but but i think what paul said too with the emergence of the um uh tough mutters and the um uh, like all the other new color stuff runs. that that, that yeah. yeah color runs I think that's a, that's getting people like when they see a 5k they're like oh it's training for my tough mutter you know so it's something I could you know it's like a competition you know it's, it's, also, it, it, there's nothing like a competition you know where it's like it, it's you you could like train on your own you could do this and let's say your ultimate goal is to do the ultimate tough mutter or whatever 
you're going to take a bunch of 5Ks a little more seriously than a casual, you know, um, I'm just going to go jog this 5K. You know, you're like, this is a training where I'm competing to push myself for a different reason. Yeah. You know, and I th- and I think, like you said, the 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 t- Spartan, the Spartans, and the t- and the Tough Mudders, really, a lot of people are doing that now. And I think yeah. it's like I tried it, to get you to do that a couple of years ago. Yeah, my knees are bad, man. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, I can't do that. I, I, but, I honestly, I'd love to do that kind of stuff, but every time I go to try and run, my knees, man, I just got this. I I, I get like I can't run. Like like the, my my one knee is so bad. That like it hurts as I sit down. If I stand up, I'm good. But if I sit down, it's like a constant throb, man. And th- that's a that's another question I have for you down the road too, um, about injuries. But you know, if you uh, if we could keep going, sure. I was also going to say what Kevin brought up. There's the social element of these color runs, and that you like just like you said, hey, let's get a bunch of buddies and do this stupid tough mutter where we jump into a freezing lake. You know that <laughs> that's that. It's funny actually. Just today on on my Facebook, like a memory popped up, and it was I want to say like nine years ago. Today I did a tough mutter with a bunch of friends. It was at this ski lodge. We had to carry logs up a ski hill. It was it was fun. Yeah. But I froze my nads off, and I will <coughs> never do it again. But you know, we have, now we have this ridiculous memory of us jumping in the freaking freezing I, lake. I DJ'd a a tough mutter. It was called the. It was called the Bone Frog Challenge, and it was for the um, – Well, oh, that's Navy, like a Navy SEAL Navy thing. Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yeah, so I DJed the event. So I was there the whole time. So, like, I, I watched them head off, and then I was basically at the last, the last like, obstacle for them. So that's, that's what, like, got me jacked to do it. I was like, oh, we should do this because I saw everybody else having a, having a blast doing it. And, like, I saw I – saw, again, I saw people like me – yeah. Doing it, and I was like, I was like, let's try it. But all yeah, they're pussied out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kind of thing you do it once, and you're like, all right, that was fun. I'm well, yeah, that was it. another. You know, I'm like, you know, it's not like we're gonna make this a regular thing. I just wanted to do it once and say I did it. Yeah, know? they're fun. So, um, all right. So, what made you? So you're um, you want to tell us what you do for a living besides the coaching? Sure. Well, I I'm a so I I'm a high school teacher. I've been teaching basically ever since I graduated college, so 25 years, um, and coaching for the majority of that time. I'm also an adjunct professor. I teach at Bergen Community College over the summer. Like so, I've, you know, I'm I'm a teacher by trade, but you know I've I've been coaching pretty much since I graduated college and um, you know, I, I'll, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm also, I'm a math teacher. So I do a lot of private tutoring. I got a lot of side hustles. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to get at. So you doing this coaching, you know, starting your own business, yes. you know, <clears throat> what made you want to do that? Uh, you know, necessity, like I, you know, I, before I, so I, I, I started Capuzo Multisport Coaching, um, I guess about a year ago. I was, I was, you know, I'm, I was always helping out this person and that person and, you know, kind of coaching informally. Um, and I, I, one day I just said, let me just make a Facebook page, you know, and I just, I, I think 
kind of what I was referring to earlier. Like, I think I just hit sort of a sweet spot in the triathlon community. I, I, you know, like I said, there are the people who are willing to pay, you know, three something a month and they want to do, they want to be full tilt Ironman people. And, you know, that's, that's one type of person, but that's not the majority of people who are out there. The majority yeah. of people are, Me. I want to train for, <laughs> you know, I want to train for, I want to train for five or six hours a week. I don't want to get divorced because of it. You know, I want to get in good shape and I want to do better than I did last year. That's the kind of people I, I, I think I've, you know, and here it is a year later and I have, you know, it's an LLC. I'm coaching 15 people. I have an assistant coach. She's awesome. Like I've just, I've just kind of amassed like this kind of group of people, like-minded people. And we're all just trying to be a little better than we were last year, you know? So I, now, I, I think, I, I also think, I think I hit the price point maybe a little on the low side, which is good for building a business. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I think it just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never done anything. This is, this is the first time I've ever owned a small business. Like, so I, I guess I just made an even number of mistakes and they all canceled out or something. Because <laughs> it, it, it picked up steam and it's really been great. Now, do you ever do like group, like um trainings or is it just like you just give out the workouts and they kind of like do it on their own so um we've gotten together for strength training workouts a bunch of us will get together at the pool if we all need to work on technique stuff together um now that we're living in a virtual world we did a you know some people did like a virtual run um we did a virtual happy hour that counts that was fun <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah let's go and there's a there's an indoor cycling app called Zwift, and you can um, arrange a meetup in Zwift. So, you know, we've gotten people together to do meetups, so they can basically be on the indoor bike trainer together, and you can communicate through the so app. So. You can see your avatar ride by somebody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, so, so you you don't even have to leave your house or like no. for some of that stuff, and, or no. you don't have to all be like if I can only go at ten o'clock at night, you can only go at eight o'clock at night. It still all works out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, That's huge. So I was I was part of the I was part of the uh, strength training, uh, virtual strength training that we did uh, mm -hmm. earlier in the week. So that was pretty cool. Good. I mean, sometimes you know, one of the cool things about being part of a team, and we're essentially a team, our club. You 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 just want somebody else to be doing it with you. You know, it's yeah. always easier. You know, long runs are easier with a buddy getting your ass up at 4:45 in the morning is a lot easier when you know that somebody's going to meet you at the pool and you don't have to slog through all those yards yourself. Like I always joke, I say misery loves company, you know, it's a lot easier if you have yeah. some other schlep doing it with you. Well, we you know? did that. We did that one summer at the gym. Remember back in the day, me and oh. your wife, me and you went to the, went to the gym. In the morning. Oh yeah. 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 The one by your house. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we, we did that. I, you know, what, what was that? We went up, got up early and did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like my, my time to work out is early in the morning. Because mm -hmm. I was like everybody else. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. And you know what? I, we've talked about this on the show when we did our fitness episodes. I created time. You know, that, that's basically what I did. I'm like, you know what? This is my time. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for about two to three, no, more than that, 
shit, I've been getting up at like, I've been getting up at four o'clock for like about six, seven years, but it must be about six, seven years now. And I get up, I, I go to the gym, I work out, I do my thing, you know, and you know, I've been very disciplined with that other than obviously now, cause I get up when I wake up and then I, I got, I got, I got my Bowflex right back there. My, you know, thank God I have that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause if I didn't have That's that right Bowflex now. shit, man, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. But, um, I've been hitting that, but the one thing, the one thing you were talking about, like, do you like kind of try to create competition amongst your team? Like, like you try to like, like, all right, uh, Kevin just ran this much. Uh, what, what are you going to do? You know, you don't try to do that or mm, no, that's, that's not, I, I don't know if some coaches do that. Yeah. I, I that's not really my style and I don't know that that would necessarily motivate the athletes that I coach. Okay. And it, Plus, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would really, it doesn't seem like it would really work. Cause, cause I know, you know, being on the team, I know the members of the team and it doesn't seem like it would really work because we're all different. You know, yes. like, like I'm, I'm training to do 5k. Yeah. You know, training to do 5k. Like I, I, I could get off my couch and do a 5k, but I want to, I want to do them better. Yeah. You know, Jen is doing, you know, she does 5k's triathlons, marathons. You know, we got Jerome who does tri triathlons, you know, so there we're all at different levels. So to kind of, to kind of try to say, all right, so what are you going to do? Wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get to, I I get what you're saying. If, if it, we it's, were all, it's, it's if almost we were like your level, then yeah. maybe you might want to create some sort of a friendly competition between. But I don't think it wouldn't work that way. But it's almost but, like a sense. It's almost like a sense of support too among yeah. the uh, teammates too, right? Where it's like, oh, Kevin did this. Everybody's real, you know, happy for you. Like when you ran that great five k time. Well, yeah. you know, like everybody was like probably like congratulating you, and you had the little you know, the, 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 uh, uh, support from the team, Oh, yeah. you know, which, which, which I think is kind of cool when you, when you call it the team, you know, because it, 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 it's like, we've all been part of teams. Like me, you know, we, we played football. I was on the track team. You did track all these years and everything like that. So, you know, there's nothing like being on a team to like motivate you to want to work hard and do stuff like that. So it just seems like creating a team of a bunch of like, just people you know and i think i think it's really kind of cool now what when like let's talk, let's talk about that when when you do your social media now do you promote like the people on your team that have accomplished like great stuff or just anything yes um i think that's important um i have an athlete of the month every month and you know we'll shout them out on social media and, and we'll put them on the the website because you know People deserve, you don't, it's, it's not just about getting accolades like a medal around your neck. Like, for example, there's one woman I'm, I'm coaching right now. She's married, mother of two. She's an anesthesiologist. She's training for an Ironman. She has parents with health issues. She, I'm telling you, you know, when, when you do a workout in training piece, it appears as like a green block. Mm -hmm. Her last, her last couple of months, solid green like she and it's like you know what people deserve a shout out for that that can't yeah. be easy she's got two little girls 
You know, like she's got so much on her plate. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other shit going on. Yeah, oh my yeah. god! And like, can you imagine how stressful her work is right now? Oh, I could imagine. I could only imagine. And she's training for an Ironman. It's like, you know what? Somebody needs to shout this lady out. Like she's killing it. You know, like so. You know, not just for like we. You know, we always shout people out if they have a great race or. Um, you know, I, I was coaching a guy last year who was not comfortable in the water and he eventually did like his first open water triathlon swim. So there were like lots of shout outs for him. Um, you know, cause there, there are little victories along the way. Like obviously the crossing the finish line is the ultimate goal, but you know, for some people like there's a, the other Ironman tra- that I'm coaching, you know, he's not commuting into the city now, but he's, he works as a lawyer in the city. Like he, he's up early. He's home late. He's got two kids. Like, let's shout this guy out for getting his training in because that can't be easy, you know. But yeah. it's, it's like John. It's like you said about you know getting up early. You know, it's funny. Back in the late '90s, I was teaching at Rutherford, and I I wasn't running. It was kind of like in the hiatus period between being done running in college and then before I started up doing tries, like in the early 2000s. And I was talking to the cross country coach at Rutherford High School at the time, and he was like, "Hey, you train?" Because he knew I was a runner. He was like, "He was like, hey, you training?" And I, I made the mistake of saying to this guy, "I was like, ah, I don't really have time." No. Which, and which, by the way, <laughs> I look back and laugh. I was like 25. I had no kids. I wasn't married. What the hell? I didn't. I, I had all the time of the freaking world. Yeah. But I was That's like, yeah, true, I man. Really have, I don't really have time. And I said that to him, and he looks at me and he goes, "There's always room for Jello," and he turns around and walks away. This guy talking about, but eventually realized, no matter how full you are, somebody offers you some Jello, you're like, "Jello, have some Jello." His point was, you if you wanted to fit it in, you would fit it in. Don't give me this bullshit about how you don't have time. Yeah. If you if if it were if it were important enough to you, you'd get your fat ass out of bed at four in the morning and go to the Y. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody's happy getting to the Y at five in the morning, but you know what? If that's the only time you have to do it, suck it up and get out there and do it. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And what's worse, you know, sleeping in and getting an extra hour of sleep, but then feeling guilty all day that you blow off your workout? Nope. That's not as – just get up and suck it up. Yeah. Done. Some, some I, it's best. funny. I, I, set my, here, look, I set my alarm at 4 o'clock, right? So, so my alarm goes off at 4 when, – when the gyms are open, obviously – but my alarm goes off at four, and then I set another one for like four fifteen. And you know, like on the iPhone, you could like label what the alarm is for. Yeah. The four fifteen one is labeled "Get up, pussy." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it's funny because it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, get the fuck up and go to the yeah. fuck because the gym opens at four thirty. You're wasting time. Mm-hmm. All right, the coffee's ready. Let's go. You know, yep. drink, drink your pot of coffee before you go to the gym. You know, and let's go, man. Let's get bit. You know, let's lift them weights. Some, you know, some of the some of the best days that I have are the days that I get up at four and do and get my run in. Mm-hmm. Because because yeah. if I if I wait, first of all, if I wait to the end of the day, then I just fucking dread it all day. No, long. You're not gonna do. You're not gonna and, do it. And I panic yeah. about how am I gonna get it in? And you know, you know, as as the day unfolds, and you know, you know kid is sick or, or, you know, we're, you know, I, I have to stay at my job right. or whatever. How am I going to get it in? Right. And then if I don't do it at all, 
then I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so get, getting it in early in the morning is it, it, it's a it's so great. That's your best bad option is getting it up, getting up early and getting it done. That's of all the bad options you have. That's the best bad one because you especially you're a father of three. You you come home from school, anything could happen. There could be a kid sick. There could be homework. There could who knows, you know what I mean. So for you to get it. Out, it's, and, and the other thing, I remember when my kids were little, I, I would always try to get my runs and rides out of the way early. I used to call it guilt-free training. If they're home and they're still asleep, I'm good. It's, I don't have to feel guilty about not being there because they're, they're asleep. Yeah. And that's the same thing for you. Like, get up. It's your own. Now, it's freaking pitch dark and it's four something in the morning, which sucks. Yeah. But at least that's your time, you know? And then you can walk around with a smile on your face for the rest of the day because you know you got it done. That, that's why I started doing that because my kids were little and I had no time. I was yeah. like, I got to do something. I got to do something. You know, but then the whole diet thing, that, that, that's, the other, that's the other monkey wrench in the system. But, um, you know, I got, I got a hold of that too where it's like I would just refuse to eat certain things, you know, and it's just like it, it's, it, it just seems like once you get your mind set on – this is what I do. You're going to do it. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, once this is all over, I'm going to have a hard time getting up at four. Like, it's yeah. weird. Like, I, I still, like, get up at four. But, you know, like, like every day. I, I, I've been getting up at the time I normally get up, like, four or five. You know, but then, like, I just go back to sleep. So I'm like, no, oh, I, I can't go to the gym. Yeah. So it's like I got my shit in the basement. So then I wake up, and I know it's in the basement, and I'm like, ah, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like one of those deals. But like, like I'm forcing myself, and I'm not enjoying it, you know, because the variety is not there. The people yep. are. It, there, there's something about going to the gym, you know, or going places to work out that makes it like different than having a home gym. You know what I mean? It, I don't know what it is. It, it's just. Once again, I think it's that that camaraderie that you talk about where it's like, sure. you know, you have that, you know, other people involved in it or, you know, what, whatever it is. It, it's, it's, it, it has something to do with other people involved, you know, where – and I think that's like a great thing. But there's also you know? the self-care element of it. You're, you're carving out a little time for yourself, which on the surface might seem selfish or self-centered, but when you get home, you're – a much better person for yeah. your loved ones and they probably appreciate it too because they don't need your salty ass walking around all day grumpy because you didn't get a workout in you know what i mean yeah or or being resentful that you couldn't get it done right you know it's yep. like uh, like like for for years i was like oh, i can't go to the gym i can't go to the gym i can't go to the gym my kids are little my kids are little and then i'm like you know what fuck that i'm getting up early yeah. you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get up and do it for me you know and that that's exactly what i did and it worked out for the best yep so um, now that we've t- we've mentioned it a few different times, talking about um, you know how things have changed in the past couple of weeks because uh, because of Corona and all that stuff. How how have you found that your your coaching style and, and you know and the things that you have to do are different now? Well, so I needed to figure out where everybody was at with this like 
because triathletes are very structured. We plan out our whole year. We have dates on the calendar, you know, and just by necessity, we have to plan a lot of stuff out. Otherwise it ain't all going to happen. Yeah. You know, and as soon as races starting started getting canceled, everybody needed to kind of reevaluate their why. Um, so that was a conversation that I tried to prompt with all the athletes I'm coaching, you know, and, and a surprising number of um, athletes just said, you know what, I just want to keep on grinding. I don't want to change anything. Maybe they needed that stability, you know, like so many things are changing. The, at, at the very least, maybe my, tr- my training could stay the same. Yeah. You know, but, you know, then suddenly we're not allowed to go to the pool. And then suddenly it's not a good idea to ride outside because God forbid something happens and you show up at the hospital and they're not going to want to see your spandex wearing ass. <laughs> they, have, they have real shit to take care of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, you know, the, the analogy that people have been making, I think it's a good one. And, and it was, it was applicable to me as a teacher as well. It's like, we're building a boat in the water. You know, we're just like, all right, this is what we got to do. We can't swim. We can't ride outside. What can we do? Yeah. You know, so there, there, was, I actually wrote a blog post about it and, and put it on the, the CMC website, um, cmctry.com. Because it was just like, okay, we have to change all this stuff. Um, but I think the most important element of it was let me speak with each of my athletes and be like, you know, what do you want to do right now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to back it? Do you want to back it off? Do you want to keep grinding? Do you, you know, let's let's make this work for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you want to like reevaluate. All right, so you can't do something in may yeah you know, but but you know when things start to settle down maybe you're you know you'll be ready to go for you know September. you know <laughs> John's yeah, getting a beer. <laughs> this is what i deal with oh stop it just stop it <laughs> just stop it dude you, you got the, the last two weeks ago Oh boy, that was, that when, was a bad one. When 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 this thing first started, I was so excited that I didn't have to go to work. I was like, "Oh boy!" And I went. I was like hammered on the show. It was yeah. hammered before was, the show even started. Oh God, I was like twelve beers deep before we even hit record, and I was just like, I was, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> no, nah, it was a good time, man. It was. Like, like, honestly, I still don't miss going to work. I don't know how anybody else feels when I, you know, but it's I'm not missing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you but, know. So, so, Paul, you, um, you were talking about re, you know, reevaluating, um, and you had just recently asked me, you're like, all right, so, so now what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because we, you know, I was scheduled for, I was scheduled for April. What was it? April? April 19th. April 19th, which is about a, yep. week, about a week away. Um, yeah. And I was supposed to be doing an 8K, mm-hmm. and now that's gone. Yeah. And, and, and you said yeah. lots of people are doing this new virtual, virtual race. Right. Um, We're actually, you know, it's funny, just to backtrack for a second, mm-hmm. I, it's, it seems to me like 
your training goes well when you have a date on the calendar because yeah. it's it, it's lighting a fire under your ass and that's common for a lot of people <clears throat> and you know and what i also did is if you recall i said okay at the time ruckers was eight weeks away mm-hmm. so we we set a weekly goal remember yeah i i put a certain number of workouts on the on your you know plate each week and i said you know what you don't even have to do all of them i want you to do you know you know 75 percent of the workouts and let's just keep that streak going one week at a time and then once the race was canceled it's almost like the rug got pulled out from under us yeah well i mean for for me it was it was the um it was the 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 rona it was the move you know you have so many balls in the air right now (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like all these different things and you know that that the run just fell to the fell to the wayside yeah no it's it's because 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 jennifer is who she is um and we and her um her stepbrother okay is like on top of on top of stuff like this so he he knew what was going to happen with the corona like when it started in china like he yes was, i remember she was telling me about this yeah so like jennifer was like our races are going to be canceled she was like our you know our jobs you know every you know everybody's job is going to stop hmm. you know so once i realized all right well that race is going to go away it wasn't as important to me to get that, to get that <clears> done <throat> when i had all this other shit going on right you were painting rooms and moving i mean those are a lot of do uh, you know cut yourself some slack moving the uh, job stuff there's a those are like all like any one of those stressors in and of itself would have been enough to disrupt anybody's routine and you had like six of them <laughs> fall into your lap all at the same time it, this is, this is, <laughs> yeah. so true happens, you know where, where did paul go uh, i right here no. i just went in i my phone went into low battery mode but i got plenty of power left son all right <laughs> um so now how so now how are you so you, you were doing the virtual races what how does that work so actually that's something that the team we're going to try to do as a team in the next in the coming weeks we found a race um the, the we're probably going to set uh, memorial day weekend as a as a target date and we're going to say anybody who wants to do this race um you know i'll work the training for this race was, i think there's like a like a 6k race and they came up with the 6k distance because we have to be six feet apart Okay. I think people, but we're not going to do it together. People are just going to do it virtually on in their own, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But you know, we will. It it'll give us a date on the calendar to look towards. It's easy enough to tweak people's training, you know, within the context of their larger goals to also train for this race. As a matter of fact, it's actually good timing because now that we're a little closer to race season, theoretically, if it happens, we need to start doing more higher quality work anyway mm-hmm. so, ha- so having a shorter faster race on the calendar it's almost like the perfect sort of reason to start doing some faster stuff and you know it'll be another opportunity for camaraderie we'll all 
you know, I think we're going to do some sort of contest where you predict your time. Nobody, nobody's ever run a freaking 6K before. Who that, what, yeah. <laughs> what, what even is that? So we're all just going to sort of, you know, take a guesstimate and then whoever comes closest to whoever, you know, comes closest to the time they predict will figure out, you know, they get a free light beer out of, uh, out of the fridge back there. And, uh, you know, we'll see, it'll just be something fun to do to keep us motivated, you know? Um, all right. So, bef- John, you got any other questions? No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm actually good. You had, you had said something about injuries. You wanted to talk about injuries. Oh yeah. So, so if one, if one of the, um, you know, people you're working with has an injury. Oh yeah. How, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, <laughs> happened to my or wife. How have <laughs> you, or how have you deal with that? So luckily, um, I, I have, I call them my constellation. I, I, I have a good network of people, luckily that I've just sort of, you know, been in contact with over the years. Like I know a great chiropractor. I know a great acupuncturist. I know a great podiatrist. Like, mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, the goal has to be to get the person healthy and or just work within the constraints of, you know, what their injury is allowing them to do or not do. Like, for example, um, I'm coaching a woman. um, She had some sort of heel surgery. I think it's like a Haglund's deformity or something where she, it was pretty intense surgery. Like they, you know, it's. So she's having, she's recovering from that. So she can't um, run nearly as much as she'd like. Okay, guess what? We're going to be on the bike a little more and we're going to run on soft surfaces and we're going to ease you back in and we're going to do, you know, little frequent runs instead of you going out and banging out a 10 miler on the weekend like you wish you could. Like you just have to be flexible. Um, if it's the same thing, Kevin, with, with, you know, Jennifer tore a ligament in her foot a couple months ago and you know first you let it heal then you sort of return to just kind of being a normal person again before you even really start training and then we do some walk run stuff like you really just have to kind of lowball it and let it heal and you know you do what you can do but you know the ultimately the goal is let's not go you know when motivated people recover from an injury they want to jump right into what they were doing right before they got injured. Yep. Which yep. was way more than they should do. Absolutely. On the first day yeah, coming back from the injury. Yeah. So it's so easy to take two steps forward and then three steps back because you overcooked it the first freaking day you got back from, you know what I mean? Like, so and, like and, for example, Jen- Jennifer is doing run walk right now, which she probably hates, but that's where we're at. Right yeah, now. you're not you're not going to be there in November when it's time to run New York City Marathon. But the way we're going to get there is by undercooking it while yeah. you heal. And, and, and I and I think something like that is very important to people that may have never competed in their lives or have never been a high school athlete or a college athlete or anything like that, where they don't really understand that aspect of it. Some, you know, some it's like you said, they try to come back too quick. And mm-hmm. they get hurt again, or they get hurt worse. And yeah. I, and I think having a coach that's able to, you know, guide them on this process is worth its weight in gold because yeah. it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, so, you you can't get it into their heads that you need to stop. You know, you need yeah. to take a step back. 
you're going to get hurt worse. Mm -hmm. You know, because your, your training is working against you at this point. Yeah. You know, where, where it's, 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 and, and, and some people don't understand that. You know, you see that a lot in the high school athletes too, where they're like, you know, they, they get a little bit of clearance and then they're like, they get hurt again, you know, and then you're like, then now your whole season's over, you know, just, just, you're done, you know? And, And it's one of those things where, and once again, as people get older, it makes it even harder too. Oh yeah. You know, cause yep. you don't recover as quick anymore, oh, you know? Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it, that, that's a huge, that's a huge thing for people too, especially people that don't know what they're doing is, is that they're able to listen to you as long yeah. as they listen to you, you know, and, and it's hard, you know, especially somebody that, you know, especially like, like, like Kevin's wife, Jen, your wife, Jen, my wife, Jen, you you like, who is, you know, I don't want to say new to this because she's been doing this for a long time. She's had a lot of success doing it, but like once she gets that injury, yeah, you know, you don't want that to be a two year, it, it could turn into almost a two year thing. Right. You know, and you don't want that to linger around with them. And she, and, and the other thing is she's a highly, highly motivated person. She wants mm-hmm. to train and she needs that training in her life because it's an important there's a lot of layers to why her training is so important to her. So she does not want to hear, Hey, why don't you run walk instead of run? But unfortunately she needs to hear it. You know? So once my wife, one of the joys of coaching, (laughs) once my wife walks, you know, she's, you know, she's going to get it. (laughs) She got me, you know? Oh yeah. She was determined. She was determined to get all this. (laughs) You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, is that how? Yeah, she she what what was it? The term sauntered saun- up to the sauntered gym. sauntered up to the fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. Oh, if Paul has never heard the story. <laughs> I I have not heard about any sauntering. Oh, she sauntered. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll t- I'll tell you off the off the air because we've we've hammered this into the ground in our show. <laughs> oh oh yeah, we did yeah twice. <laughs> Which was awful. <laughs> All right, so, so Paul, what do you um, what what are your goals for the for the future with the, with this um, with the company and and you know the team and um, I I want to I want to grow it, but I also want to make sure that um, we keep the sense of family that we have. You know, like I was talking about earlier, we're, we're a like-minded group of athletes. We're all super motivated, um, but we're all, you know, we're parents and we, we're, we're athletes, but we're athletes in the context of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I, I would love, I mean, the coaching thing isn't making me rich. That's not really why I went into it. I just, you know, like sharing what I know and honestly... You know, I, I have a feeling that some more athletes will, will join, but if it stayed the way it is right now, that would be fine with me because we're like, we're all on the same page. We're having fun. We're, we're getting better together. We're motivating each other. We're doing fun stuff. That's, that's success in my book. Well, I remember we, when we went to dinner a couple of months ago and, and you were talking about, you were basically talking about that, that, you know, you were getting, you were getting so many new people yeah you were you were talking about maybe putting a cap 
yes. um, you know, more people coming in because you wanted to be able to have that one-on-one, you know, have, you know, devote the time to everybody yes. that they deserve. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I was able to find the perfect um, assistant coach. Um, Laura Abbey joined a couple months ago and she's coaching a few athletes and she's, you know, we're very much on the same page. And it's actually great because I come from a running background. She comes from a cycling background. Um, I've actually never done a full Ironman before she has. So she, she filled in a lot of the, you know, she addressed a lot of the weaknesses or, you know, holes that I had. Um, so we're kind of, we're learning from each other. And so luckily, instead of having to turn people away, which I really would not want to do, mm-hmm. um, now that I have another fantastic coach on staff, I'm able to, you know, keep growing the team and it's working out really, really well. Very fortunate. Awesome. Uh, honestly, what what I, what I really think you're doing, I think we t- said it earlier, though, I think it's like a really cool concept of what you're doing. It's like you're training, you know, like keeping track for people, you know, as what a high school coach would do, but to people that may have never done this before, you know, and I think they get that itch later in life. And, you know, once again, I think it's like a really great thing what you're doing. Thanks. Man. It's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a really cool concept. You know, it it really is. It's like one of those things where it's like, like, like I've never done this before. I don't know where to start. Oh, look, this guy knows something. Yeah. Let's reach out. You know, I, like I never ran a 5k. Let's, let's talk to him, you know? So it's kind of like, it's, it's that, it's that leftover athleticism of, you know, high school, you know, basically it is, you know, it's like, it's like you're maybe teaching people that never did anything in high school or they forgot what it's like, you know, or something like that. So it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. I, I really think it, and it's funny that you don't i've never heard of people doing this which i think it's like this is like could be a coal mine you know it really is yeah so awesome yeah the the your your concept of you know of what you're doing and and the team and family and all that is awesome and the the vibe that you give off you know of positivity it runs throughout the entire the entire um team you know everybody everybody is just so positive um towards each other towards their you know towards what they're doing you know even even like you said like you you know nobody wants to get up at four o'clock in the morning if i can run you know but even even while doing it you know you're you're positive about it yeah And, and that that stems from that stems from you so. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we're all, you know, it's funny because like on the surface, like triathletes can be very type A, very assertive people. Oh, yeah. We, we're we not like that on the surface, but all of us low key are very intense. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's like a weird, it's like a sneaky intensity where like we're, we're not abrasive. We're not constantly talking about triathlon 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's not, we have other fish to fry. Yeah. But on race day, we are all business. We work hard. We train hard. We motivate each other. We back each other up. It's a good vibe. Like that's yeah. why I call it the CMC family. Awesome. 
All right. So yeah, I think that's going to do it. You know, we've been, we've been talking to Paul Capuzzo um, and coach Paul, like I said, he's been helping me. He's been helping my wife and it's uh, it, it, it's awesome. And, and like I said, what, what you've been doing is fantastic. So why don't you, um, why don't you plug your uh, plug the company, the, the, the website? Sure. So it's Capuzzo Multisport Coaching. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And the website is cmctry.com. And on the website, there's info about, you know, the coaches, info about our sponsors. You can find out more about our athletes. Uh, my blog is on there. Um, so that's about it. Check it out. You sign up. You can sign up there. Yes. The pricing is available on there. You can, you can email me. You can, all my content information is there. You can email me, ask me as many questions as you want um, and find out, you know, if, if I can help you improve as a runner, as a triathlete, as a swimmer, let me know. Awesome. So, so it, let's just say like we're a big deal in France. Like if somebody in France wanted to like get coaching, would you be able to help them? Sure. I mean, one of the cool things we, about, we, Although I got to say, I love the fact that everybody I coach is around here. That way, like I said, we were saying earlier, let's go for a run together. Let's meet at the pool so I can help you fix your swim. Like, you know, so I, I, I I don't, I, I might say no to a long distance thing just because my athletes get so much from being sort of centralized. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's something to be said for, you know, kind of being like a local group. Mm. But if Henri texts me or sends me a message from Paris and says, help me with my weird swim stroke, let's go. All right, let's go, man. See? We're a big deal in France. So we, we take care anybody, of all people. That's right. That's what we got to do. We had to make sure we take care of the people in France. You, if you guys are big in France, I don't want to let your listeners down. So <laughs> there we go. Thank you. All right, so guys, you've been listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast with our very special guest, Coach Paul. Give it up. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. When uh, when all this settles down and and things kind of get, you know, the world gets back to normal, we'll have you on again. And, you know, we'll talk about, you know, race season being in full swing and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we'll but get John out for a run, too. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Let <laughs> me get my knees healthy. We'll fix those knees. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Paul has a guy. Oh, boy. Guy. He's got a oh, neat boy. guy. All right, you've been listening to John and Kevin's Big Soup Podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. On Facebook and Instagram, it is Big Super Podcast. And on Twitter, it's Big Super Podcast. But on Twitter, there is no, no I in stupid. stupid. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. It was awesome. Coach Paul, thank you very much. Uh, John, you got anything else you want to say? Hey, have fun, everybody. Have fun.